Previously on Bible on the Rocks. When she was a little kid and oh, I wow. was like an electrician or something or a plumber, I forget what his job. How he went to her guy? house, like probably in his 50s. Okay. He's like, I went to her house and creepy. did some work and she followed me around. So at first it's like, okay, that's weird. And then, and he was like, and he like made some comment about how she, got had a blonde, she had blonde hair or something, Everybody, Everybody something oh, weird. That like really creepy. Yeah, I was yeah. very weird. Yeah, the and then details. He like, and then he I feel like we just the, switched over to a true crime oh, oh my podcast. God. Yeah, so yeah. It gets worse. It gets worse. So we're we about to catch the BDK oh, killer. Then he says, <laughs> the, "Then he says, I got hired to because he goes, I'm also a magician who does magic shows. No, yes." So I was like, wait, 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 alarm, alarm. <laughs> and then he's like, and I got hired to do an opening at one of her like places. And I thought, oh, maybe she remembers me from oh, when she was a little kid. What? So he's like, but she wasn't there. I tried to find her, but she wasn't there. And I don't know if she remembers me. I'd love to know if she remembers me from that. And I was like, and I'm really weirded out by this. But yeah, that was the weird thing that happened in my Uber Drive. And I was like, also, Uber this is why Uber drivers are not supposed to talk to you, because I don't want to hear any of this. Just get me to the car dealership so I can get my car back. Yeah, I don't like talking to people. No. Yeah. I do. Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Jacob wrestling an angel from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 22 through 32. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. I'm Brett Hinky, and I'm drinking Reverend Bourbon Whiskey, and it's small batch. It's batch A117. This is um, 43% alcohol by volume, 86 proof, which means it's 192% alcohol by volume. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's 162%. Yeah. Yeah, one sixty. Throw back to a few episodes ago. Yes. Yes. Actually, it's not even one. It's 172, right? 86 times 2 is 172? Yes. Correct. Yeah, got it. Nice. Who's this guy? <laughs> I, can, I can edit that. Don't worry. My name's Jeremy Spittle, and I'm drinking Devil's Alley IPA from Seven Locks Brewing in Rockville, Maryland. Mm. Nice. Where jo- uh, not Josh, uh, Ed and I visited. Did you, get, did you buy a case? Because that's what you were drinking at the <laughs> soccer game, too. Right? Wasn't Isn't that what you walked in with? I no, so. no, no. Those were like oh. Goose Island or whatever. It's like a very similar can. We bought a six-pack six of these. Yeah. Mm. And Which this is the last one. No, Ed never got any. Because <laughs> um, he waited too long. <laughs> I was surprised this one made it this long. So you you guys just did a road trip to Rockfield just to go to that brewery? It was a, The road trip was for a different purpose. But we stopped by this brewery and another one. Hi, who's this guy? My name is Ed Big Daddy Johnson. You know, my wife wouldn't let me use Big Daddy as my Peloton name. Why? Oh, really? Yeah. That's a, that's a bummer. What did you have to go with? Warm it up, Ed. Warm it up, Ed. Warm it that's up, good. Ed. Warm. And then you say, I'm about to. <laughs> I pulled that out. I was singing that the other day, and somebody was like, 
What's that? <laughs> it's crisscross. Come on. They said warm it up. Warm it up, Chris. Warm it up, Chris. I'm about to warm it up, Chris. Oh, that was yeah. what I was born to do. Because it's wiggity, 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 whack. <laughs> That's right. Was yes. that crisscross, right? Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they also wore their pants backwards. Did you yes. guys ever wear your pants backwards? The Daddy Mac will make you I jump, tried it once. Jump. It sucked. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Well, their pants are really big, though. I yeah. do not. If you wear, like, MC Hammer pants, I imagine you can wear them in any direction. I did wear those. Oh, yeah. I had, I had <laughs> you had MC Hammer pants? Oh, yeah. oh nice. <laughs> Could, you do that? Could you do that run thing? No. Uh, I was... No. no? I feel like so you easy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm drinking. rhythm. The running Watch man. Watch Miguel. Oh, yeah. What are you... Miguel. No, Miguel. Miguel. Uh, Miguel. <laughs> so watch me go. <laughs> watch Miguel. I was like, I don't remember that MC Hammer song. <laughs> watch. Oh, I'm sorry. What you were saying? Uh, yeah. I'm drinking Terramana small batch tequila bottle JD eight nine nine. Oh wow! With Ooh. a slice of limon. Slice of oh wow! Do you have tequila on the rocks? Is that is that a thing? Tequila on the rocks? Oh, I don't know. Are you ever yours if on the rocks? It's really really nice. Yeah. I have had tequila on the rocks. Yeah. It's very good. It's got to be a really high dollar Patron. Yeah. yeah, like this is a uh, this is neat with a slice of lemon. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I would do tequila on the rocks. Delicious. I think I would like that unless you're doing like a shot or something. Yeah, right. No, it's yeah. A, it's a yeah. Type it's of <laughs> you might choke on ice cube if you try to do a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Josh Perius, and I'm drinking Jameson Irish whiskey <gasps> for a change. Shocker. No yeah. way. And I'm telling this story tonight. Are we going to acknowledge this our second run through or no? Yeah, we can do that. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I don't care. Um, for the second time. Yeah, for yeah. the second time. Probably uh, worse than the first time. You don't it feels have to like move the first up. You time can pull it closer, too. Oh, yeah. I can move it, yeah. yeah. We, always, we always go a second time because we always rehearse before we do oh, the Oh, right. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. Yes. This is all, all very, rehearsed. all very <laughs> well scripted. Very, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hold on, my teleprompter's frozen. I can't. I don't know, I don't know what to say next. <laughs> go F yourself, San Diego. I just saw a funny clip that was like a guy reading the news, like an anchor, and he was like, all right, everybody, check your panties. And he's like, um, wait a minute, that's got to be wrong. And then someone's like, I didn't have a chance to warn you. And then he's like, I mean, check your pantries because there's a, you know, some kind of food has been recalled <laughs> oh, or whatever. Oh, like, no. It's pretty funny. Oh, but that that could be like, oh, you might have shit yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Check you your might panties. Be really excited about the news I'm about to tell you. Check your draws. Yeah. Uh, the story we're doing tonight is um, from Genesis 32, 22 to 32. Um, sometimes called Jacob wrestles with an angel, sometimes called Jacob wrestles with God, depending on the Bible and the header printed in it. Um, but that's a lot of what we want to talk about. Um, which so, one did it say in the, <clears throat> your Bible? Yeah. Good question. I'm trying to remember. I think it's Jacob wrestles with an angel in the NIV, which mm-hmm. is usually what I, what I use. Okay. Um, but I don't actually agree with that interpretation, so we'll see. Let's go. Let's be fun to talk right. How is there different interpretations? Is the word used not clear? So, no, the word is clear, but there's a separate reference, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but another part of the Bible refers to it as an angel. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And so in the headers, right, they're not, they weren't in the Bible originally. They're added by the editors. 
So people, oh really? Yes, okay. so, yeah. So people made. Um, so were the verse numbers in right? The yes, in the verse and chapters, they weren't writing those as they went. For uh, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert for for people who might not have heard that. Before. I figured I figured Moses had like a stenographer out there. No, no, yeah, no. It was the oral tradition. Now verse twelve. <laughs> now verse thirteen. Yeah. yeah. I also don't think Jesus really wept. The verse was actually just Jesus, and someone said we can't have. A one-word verse. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you hear what? You can cut that. That was my did, attempt at being funny. Did you? <laughs> miserable failure. I think originally it was Jesus cried a lot, and then but yeah. the transcriber yeah. was like, I'm going to be famous for writing the shortest verse in yeah. the Bible, and he shortened it. Yeah. Too. And just, who was that transcriber? Bad. Yeah. Did you Did you hear uh, what uh, Jesus... I say Mark. <laughs> I don't know. Did you hear what Jesus did when Mary Magdalene uh, tracked mud all over the, the house? No. Jesus swept. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. How long have you been saving that one? Uh, Brett just reminded me. I, I've had that <laughs> locked and ready to go. I've never heard that before. I'm going to use that. Oh, I thought I had told you before. Maybe you have. Maybe I forgot. That's a good one. Yeah. Jesus swept. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, I'm so looking forward to diving through, into that part. Let's dive into that part. Yeah. What? Well, With Jesus weeping? No, no, no. no the, the, whether it's uh, an angel or God. Oh, we don't have to. I'm just saying no. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we will. Oh, we okay. Will. We will. Um, I also am looking forward to it. So first time around, I, you know, um, my, I don't want to, gimmick would be overselling it. But I try to come up with like a hook for the story. Oh yeah, I like you didn't this. have one. Last and last time. time I could not do it. I don't know oh, if yeah. I writers. Oh, you got one now. Though. It's yeah. weak. It's weak. Really, it's, is it weaker? I mean, is it so, weaker than no hook oh, at all? It's not quite as weak as no hook, but okay. As I like to say, it's so weak it's eight days. But no, okay. Um, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Why not um, seven days? Because it's more than a week. It's that. That's that week. It's eight so days weak. Is so weak. It's eight days, not just seven days, which would just be plain weak. Yeah. All right. So extra poor now after all that setup. The hook is yeah. Um, name change, wrestling, and a possible paradox. Mm. Yeah, kind of lame. Not good. Not yeah. not a exciting hook. I think we cut that out. Not as good yeah, as what was maybe. the one you had like penis mutilation? Yeah, penis mutilation. Yeah, penis that's mutilation. a great. That's a great yeah. hook. That you was can't. a good yeah. one. Yeah. So name change. Yep. Name change. Wrestling. Wrestling. I tried to work in like a pro wrestling thing. I thought that'd be a funny theme for this. Is like because we talked about it a little bit pro wrestling last time. Like you know, and what the, the idea of like you have like a rock is smoking. Right. Yeah. Can you, know, you smell cooking. what? You smell the rock is cooking, and the idea of like. He used to be Dwayne Johnson, and then pro wrestling, he became The Rock. Oh, right. And then oh, after pro yeah. wrestling, he had to go back to being yeah. Dwayne Johnson. But What's Hulk um, Hogan's real name? Oh, I don't know. Terry Bonilla. <gasps> really? Really? I think it is. <laughs> Damn, that's I think a good Terry, pull. Terry is right for sure. Yeah. Just, uh, when you said that, I was like, yes, I, wow. I agree with you on that. I don't know. Right. Look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Terry Bonilla. I want to. I want to be engaged. Keep going. Yes, it is. Okay. It's Terry Bonilla, and then the Macho Man Randy Stavage. Stav- Stavage. <laughs> the Macho Man Randy Stavage. His original name was uh, Randy Poffo. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Sure. It wasn't Randall. Still Randy though. It right. might be Randall. Is it Terry Bonilla? Bonilla. Bonilla. Oh, that's pretty Terry close. Bonilla. Close. Yeah. 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 Rick Flair's real name is Richard <clears throat> Morgan Fleer. Right. I watched the really? ESPN documentary on him. It's kind of sad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's been through a lot. A lot of cocaine, right? He seems like a 
cocaine. There's a lot guy. of stuff. Yeah. A lot of everything. <laughs> a lot of everything. Yeah. And then he lost his son. <clears throat> oh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. yeah. But now his daughter's banging it up on the wrestling circuit. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I wonder where you're going with that. <laughs> no, where that was going either. Dang. <laughs> okay. That's like if that's a, a doc. That's like when you go to visit a family member at the hospital. The doctor comes out and goes, "It's too late. <laughs> Visiting hours are over." <laughs> and you just think, "Oh no, what happened yeah. to Dad?" <laughs> All right. So this is about Jacob. So context, um, setting the stage, if you will. Um, Jacob is one of the many patriarchs of the Old Testament. So, and also to orient for like his history and where he fits. So you got Adam and the garden and then a bunch of stuff and then the flood um, with Noah and then um, from Noah, the descendants of the table of nations and the tower of Babel and then Abraham. And that's when God comes down to start the covenant with Abraham and, it's, and you have this um, kind of the kickoff of the the history of the Israelites in the Old Testament. Um, you you. <clears throat> All the way back. I went all the way back. All the way back. back it's, it's still Genesis, right? So right. But I so setting but it the wasn't stage like, where it lands. Let me in there. let me go back. <clears throat> Let's start starting generations. Abraham. No, to, let me go all the way to the beginning. Set the stage. <laughs> yeah, I thought he would start with Abraham. <laughs> no, I just want <laughs> to about remind Adam and Eve. I was like, <laughs> damn, yeah. this is still the same book. This is a really big book. Genesis. A lot happens in there. There's um, a lot, lot of, of verses, chapters, and headings. Yes, a lot of verses, chapters, headings. Yeah. A lot of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen to some uh, people, there's a lot of answers in Genesis. Mm-hmm. The answers are in there's Genesis. There's also a lot of questions, though, if you ask me. And that's yes. one of the ones we're going to be talking about tonight. Well, that would have been a good hook. Questions people say there's Genesis. lots of answers in Genesis. I think there's a lot of questions. Ooh. Let's talk through All right, let's do a clean one so you can put that in <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. 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 All right, so Abraham. Abraham. Oh, we're going to start with him now. Well, sort of, because I, I think I got interrupted there. So Abraham. 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 So Abram becomes Abraham. <laughs> mm-hmm. Abraham has, um, we got to this last time, but he has Ishmael with his servant, Hagar. Uh, servant, Sarah's, Hagar. Sarah's maid servant. Sarah's maid servant, yeah. Hagar. And yeah. she wasn't horrible, apparently. <clears throat> no. She was Hagar the uh, fertile. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, but then eventually he has Isaac with Sarah. Uh-huh. And then Isaac gives birth to twin boys, Jacob and Esau. Jacob is named Jacob because he was born clutching the heel of Esau. Esau was born first, Jacob born second, but he's holding on to his leg on the way out, which is like a great visual. Um, and we talked to think about last time or other times we talked about Jacob is there's like a little play in words there. So his name is Jacob because he's grabbing the heel of his twin brothers comes out. But it also... Jacob is known as the deceiver or trickster, if you will, and like pulling someone's leg is like an expression we use for telling lies. Sounds like Loki. comes from Jacob. Yes. Like Loki the trickster. Yes. Yeah. The brother of the bigger, powerful Esau slash Thor. Isaac really Uh, doesn't get a lot of playtime in um, Genesis, does he? That's true. A lot of story as a kid. And then the fact that he has his twins. But then there's the whole blessing thing. So Jacob... And that's yeah, a little, that's, that that's context actually matters Jacob a little bit for this story. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. So, so Jacob also knows <sighs> a deceiver because he tricks his brother Esau into giving his birthright to him when he's really hungry and he gives him some food. And then, um, he also, I think this is before this part of the story happens, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think he also tricks, um, Isaac into giving his blessing to, uh, Jacob instead of Esau before uh, Isaac dies because Isaac was kind of blind and he like 
puts on like a rug or something to act like his hairy brother. Because right. yeah. Esau was super hairy. <clears throat> yeah. And he put like wool on. Yeah, like, something like yeah. on his arm. Like, so yeah, like, yeah, touch, yeah, it's me. Touch Come on, my touch my arm. arm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's me, right. Esau. Yeah, look <laughs> at that. See? In this, in this uh, yeah, monkey I feel cat. my arms. Look, I'm see? wearing a gorilla outfit. It's your son Esau. Um, <clears throat> I feel like we told this story already. <laughs> No, we just did old-timey radio voices another time. <laughs> That's what he was doing. No, but didn't we also... I think we did the Jacob Esau story once in the no. birthright stealing, no? Uh-uh. Not, no yet. Shit. Not yet. We should do Previously that on... No. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> on the next episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. In the future on Bible on the Rocks, we will talk about... Um, aliens. Oh, someday. Someday. Every episode we talk about aliens. I could probably get there here somehow. Um, I've been obsessed again recently. Um that's an aside. All right. So anyway, so Jacob does this stuff where he kind of screws over his brother. Yeah. And, um, and so he kind of flees the area and goes and works for some other guy and he gets married and he starts having kids and his life is happening. Kind of irrelevant to the story, but we can talk about it another time. Um, he comes, he, for, it comes to the point where he needs to go back to his homeland. He's uh, going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yes. a really good story that I think <clears throat> should be told okay. at some point because he's. Which one? His two wives are yeah. the sisters, right? He's in love with Leah. He's Le- in love with Rachel. Rachel, oh, yeah, Ra- yeah. But Leah's the oldest sister, and their dad tricks him into yeah. marrying his older daughter. Yeah, which their dad was like somehow oh, related yeah. to Isaac, though. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That is that's true, and a great. Um, it's one of the great examples. Or I think it's always funny when a lot of the people related who think there's a lot of answers in Genesis tend to want to like push this idea of like the American nuclear family. Meanwhile, in Genesis, mostly people are having multiple wives and sleeping with their concubines and prostitutes and all the funny stories that we've been telling about what happens in Genesis. <laughs> so I think it's kind of funny that people are like, hey, the the basis of everything that we think, which is super conservative nuclear families, is based in Genesis. And it's like, I don't know if we read the same Genesis. Um, <clears throat> well, they go back to Adam and Eve, but... Just because it's there doesn't mean it's, like, right. Sure. But, I mean, a lot of the people are the supposed patriarchs that we look up to, like Abraham. I know, but that's what's, Isaac, that's what's unique about – that's that's what I've been arguing about. That's what's unique about the Bible is they, they give you – it's basically a history. It's not like – well, I mean, some of it might have been exaggerated, but they show, like, the flaws sure. too. Yes. Yeah. But I just think it's an interesting thing to try to, like, use to justify – like a Puritan American worldview to go point to something that doesn't really support it. Oh, think, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But it's also unfair to say, like, this is what you... Oppo- like, I've had people be like, oh, you're a Christian, you believe in the Bible, so you must believe in incest. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, well, you know, Lot slept with his daughter, so you're probably, like, fine with those kind of family values. And I was like... I don't understand how that follows. Right. That's that. a good point. Right. Just because it's in there doesn't mean it's good. Though, yeah. um, if you believe in Adam and Eve, there has to be incest. Otherwise, there'd be no people. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, true. Yeah. True. But, but yeah. Did they I only have the two sons? Who? Yeah. I mean, the only ones that get written down are Well, are they must Cain have Abel, daughters. Right? That's why you'd have to have. They'd have to have other daughters, too. And maybe other sons. But in the end, it's still incest, no matter how many sons and daughters maybe, they maybe have. Maybe God crafted... Wives for Cain and Abel. Out of their ribs also? Well, maybe just Cain. Abel got... He did. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be killed. Yeah. Though he could have had many kids before he got killed. <clears throat> true. Yeah, true. they were living a long time. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Sorry. So then what happens next? So anyway, um, okay, so <clears throat> that is a good story we should come back to, but um, let's tell Jacob, the one we're supposed let's to tell, we'll do the <laughs> So Jacob is away, and then he decides he's going to come back to Canaan, and he knows he's going to go see his brother Esau, and they have some history, like we were saying. So in his uh, return, he sends ahead of him um, a number of messengers with gifts to like meet his brother ahead of time. In this crafty little, like, uh, like setup where he keeps running into a visitor or a, a messenger from uh, Jacob saying, "Hey, Jacob, your brother's on your way to see you." In the meantime, he here's a gift from Jacob you should have. And the idea is to like soften him to him so that he doesn't want to kill him because oh, because originally he heard Esau's coming to meet you and he's bringing four hundred men and it's like oh that sounds like he's coming to kill me and all my people. So let me go ahead and give him some gifts. Um, which I last time made the parallel. This is like in the Hobbit when, um, you know, Gandalf, instead of having all 12 dwarves show up at Bilbo's house where Bilbo would be like, get the hell out of here. There's too many dwarves. Yeah. They show up one or two at a time and he lets them in one at a time. And the next thing you know, he's having a party for 12 dwarves. Right. And I'm like, if I had a nickel for every time that happened to me, I'd have zero nickels. But <laughs> was it 12 dwarves? <clears throat> yes. Ah, oh, just like Snow White. I think it. I think it's twelve. No, I think Snow White only had seven. I was oh, way yeah. off. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I was had... thinking of disciples. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm pretty sure it's twelve dwarves. Because... I'm trying to get to twelve, like scratchy, twitchy. <laughs> yeah, twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> There's big nose. Yeah. Sneezy. <laughs> yeah. Twelve. Wait, twelve. Sneezy was one. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Doc. Go no, for. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's come back to stuff we don't have to cut out. Um, sure. What happens next? Okay, so so like in the Hobbit, right. he had to, he he did a little sneaky thing to sort of win over his brother before he sees him. However, that's all just a little bit of background for the crazy part that happens next. So the point is, all of his servants and all of his stuff goes ahead of him because he's like kind of giving gifts and he wants all of his stuff spread out in case Esau gets mad and tries to wipe him out and doesn't kill everything at once. So it becomes now that he's uh, left with just him and his family. And then he sends his immediate family across the river at this, like, last crossing point to get into Canaan. Um, and then he's left alone on the other side of the river at night. I think it's the river Jabbok. Um, and that's when things get nuts. Um, oh, also, I like to say what time this is. So this is about 2000 B.C. Uh, oh, so I thought you were going to say like 10 p.m. No, so 4,000 <laughs> yeah. years. So you're going to say it was in the A&E. So 4,000 <laughs> years ago or ish from now, about 2000 B.C. All right. So um, all right. So the, I'm going to do some quotes from the English translation, which are kind of nuts to set the stage. So all right. So everybody goes along. He is now left alone on the other side of the Jabbok River. And, and the quote is, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. So a man. The first time it says the first sentence is in this in this passage is uh, yeah and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day, um, and then in this wrestling that wouldn't match, make for a very good heading though so apparently no one put Jacob wrestles a man <laughs> yeah no it kind of <laughs> a question about the river name okay does it mean anything I have not I, researched I have not, it all I have not seen anything that says it all it's the from, other place uh, names the, matter the never ending story the Jebekwaki. <laughs> I think the Jabberwocky is from the uh, where the <laughs> oh that's right yeah, yeah where the wild things are I feel like no, it, no it's oh. uh, Alice in Wonderland yes yeah yeah man okay wow. I think it has a meaning I botched that then you it botched could. that I mean everything back then right. I that's, feel like had a name and yeah. then even back then everything now just 
has, we just don't talk about it. All the names have meaning now, too, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. The land of Cleve. Yes. Right. Not that crappy old York. This is the New York. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so anyway. Balta less. But a lot of other. <laughs> it's, they have more Baltas there than anywhere else. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, that took me a second. <laughs> At least Josh got it. Thanks, Yeah, buddy. no problem. Okay. So then, all right. So they wrestle all night. Um, and Jacob's winning the wrestling match, which I guess means he has him like in a super submission hold of some kind. Um, cause I don't know if he like, it's not like he pinned him. There's no ref, but he's winning the wrestling match. Got a full and, Nelson. And somewhere in that, towards the end then, um, the other person, the other entity that he is wrestling at this point known as a man, a man, uh, touches his hip, just touches it. And then it is, um, Rent out of joint. He dislocates his hip from being touched. Ouch. Um, and so then uh, they have like a little dialogue where he's kind of like, um, all right, let me go. You helped me all night, but I just dislocated your hip. And he's kind of like, I'm not letting you go until you tell me your name. And then he won't say his name, but he says, I'm going to name you no longer Jacob. Your name is now Israel because you wrestled or contended with God and man and won. I think it's something like that. Um, and then Jacob says, oh, well, I'm going to call this place Peniel. Peniel. Something like that. Peniel. 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 L is God. Yeah, because right? L is God, right? And he said, for I've seen <clears throat> God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. Um, and I think because, yeah, like Peniel means like face of God, if you, if you look at the core translation. So that's another place that gets named that means something. Um, so Israel. Struggles with God. Peniel sees the face of God. Um, and so that there's there. And then, so Jacob limps away uh, with the dislocated hip. And they're like, and that's why we don't eat the hip, you know, sinew or tendon or whatever in an animal. Because uh, that's the one that got touched here and rent out. Mm-hmm. And then. So what, what do they do with it, Josh? Um, I think it's considered a waste product. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) hip waist get it no yeah you don't get it i had to Um, set you up for it (laughs) thank you appreciate that i'm glad i saw that coming because i was like wait what oh right yeah Yeah. Yeah, you You were you were hip to the game i was yeah um (laughs) so maybe related i mean maybe it matters maybe it doesn't he ends up seeing esau and they get along and this came up a little last time, so I'll say too. And then when he sees you, saw he could just like, "Oh, it's so great to see you." It's like seeing the face of God, um, which maybe factors into some of the analysis of what this means. So to me, this is um, a little crazy. And so we have to. There's like two parts of it. Like, what are, does it actually mean happened here? Because this is like kind of an insane story. Because on the face of it, right? Initially, they say a man, but then this man seems to have some kind of magic powers where he can touch your hip and make it dislocated, and Jacob seems to describe this interaction and the man he wrestles as it being God because the man says, I'm going to name you Israel because you wrestled with God. And Jacob says, I'm going to name this place Peniel because I saw the face of God and survived. So at its most basic interpretation, simplest sort of text like analysis there, he he wrestles God, which is kind of crazy. And so that could mean a lot. Um, and then, so so not only what does it mean, because there's a lot to unpack on what it might mean, 
And then the other part is whatever, depending on what it means, what are the implications kind of to our broader feelings about other, everything else? What, is it, what does it mean for us and for our faith? I also so, feel like thirdly, who was there? Yes. So that, I did think about that. Like Him there's a lot and of right? this man or God. Right. And this part of the narrative. So who's, who's telling the story? Right. This part of the narrative is like a third person, not quite omniscient because they're not sharing thoughts of people, but a third person like view. Like Jacob's not saying this is I'm whatever. So, you know, tradition is that this is written down by Moses, right? He writes the Pentateuch, uh, the first five books of the Bible based on compiling kind of the oral history that has been given to him and his understanding. And I think some people think, and also his like sort of daily interaction with God that he got to talk to God regularly. Right. So, so there's this, I, so that, that is a little bit like, you know, who, who tells the story and why, and what does it mean? Um, so a couple of, I mean, I would like to open that up, but, but first I'll just share top level. What I found were like some obvious sort of, uh, interpretations. Obviously top. level. So one Hosea upper deck, right in Hosea, um, which is a book of the Bible. One of the prophets later in the old Testament. Um, that's a good story too. Yeah. It's when he marries the prostitute, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pro. Yeah. Jezebel? Um, I, don't know name, I, mean, I don't remember. Her, her name, name is her name is Israel, right? Gomer. That's oh, Gomer. right, Gomer. That's a horrible name for yeah. a person. Hey, back then it was like a really great name. Yeah, yeah. I want some of that too. Gomer, like pile. Yeah. Um, Till Jim Neighbors had to play Gomer Pile and ruin it for everybody. Yeah, I remember. That made me think though, because I just watched the new. Um, what's it called? The new. Um, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife oh. and uh, Gozer. Gozer. Gozer is the uh, the god. Oh, Gozer that. again. Wasn't yeah. Gozer in the first one? Yes. Yeah. It's a great nostalgia like callback. I should not talk too much about it in case people haven't seen it, but I recommend it. If ah. you like the first Ghostbusters, it's a fun little romp through history and like your old nostalgia on it. Um, let's see. So Hosea, he makes reference back to this um, story. And he refers to it, and this is where the other language comes in. He refers to it as Jacob wrestling with an angel, uh-huh. which is why I think we have the header in our English translations, because they reference back to Hosea calling it Jacob wrestling with an angel. Mm. Though, to be fair, in the text, it never says angel. It just says, they just says references the man and then a reference to God. Mm. Um, but like the medieval Jewish philosophers, um, Maomonides... Um, <laughs> I think thought, it's, I think it's, uh, uh, I think it's Maimonides. Maimonides. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. How do you? I've never had some of this Queen Oa before. <laughs> uh, I think that it's, it's great on a ham and rye. It's some uh, Maimo. <laughs> Maimonides. <laughs> yeah. It's great on ham. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Maimonides. I didn't, uh, I didn't so he thought it was a vision. Yeah. yeah, it was a vision. Actually, they wouldn't have ham on rye. I know that was so yeah. bad joke. And they wouldn't put mayo on it for sure. <laughs> 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 adding, adding in some dairy. Um, anyway, I don't think mayo is dairy. What egg. is it? Just it's oil, oil and egg. egg. Yeah. Is an egg dairy? What? What? Egg. <laughs> I think egg might be considered dairy. I think it is. It's not milk. Dairy is not only milk. It has Wait, a broader definition. They can't have dairy. They can't mix it with meat. They can't oh, mix dairy and meat. <gasps> oh, you could never have like a. You can't have like a pastrami and cheese sandwich. Like, uh, they would have a pastrami on rye, but no cheese though. 
Or like a, I think that's right. When you're fully um, kosher, I think you can have no cheese. Is that the meat. mother's milk thing? No, like, I mean, don't. that's extra bad. You can't boil an animal in its mother's milk. Yeah. A baby animal in its mother's milk. That's like that's like the one kosher rule where I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> 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 it's right. not like I'm doing that on a regular yeah. basis. Right, right. But you well, know, I think that was I'm specifically... Eating that, I'm eating that tendon off the hip. Right. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was specifically targeted at like a ritual that was like for ball or something like that, if I remember. Yeah. That right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So what okay. happens next? So they think, uh, he thought his vision of a prophecy, um, interesting was a lot of Protestant theology is that it is actually God that he wrestles with, uh, mm-hmm. including Martin Luther and John Calvin. Hmm. Said that the interpretation should be I mean, that. Those However, are, those are the big Protestant. Those are the, the biggies. Big, they're the big Protestants. However, <laughs> yeah. um, later, I guess John Calvin clarified to say, but it might have been a vision. Um, mm. Now, um, also some kind of more, I think maybe more evangelical or other kind of Protestant Christian um, interpretation is that this is a uh, pre-Jesus incarnate Christ, or however you would word that, um, pre-incarnate. Jesus, because it's God as a man. And in fact, some of them look at the wording of Jacob gets named Israel because he wrestles with God and man. And they're like, well, that's God and man is Jesus. Mm, and that's who we wrestled with. Mm, um, and so the they angel see angel of the Lord. Right. So they see this, this idea like it's similar to the other um, Christ-centric sort of views of the Old Testament, where when like God manifests as something physical, it's probably, or his voice Right, it's it's God, it's Jesus, or the Word of God, if you will. Well, um, Jesus was not a good wrestler, apparently. No, um, but that was maybe before he got the great forearm workout of being a carpenter. Oh, true, good point. So, good like point. later in his life, he probably could have had some amazing holds from his hammer. Are you from his hammer work, they look like Popeye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did he have a little anchor tattoo yeah. on his arm? Yeah. <laughs> He ate his spinach. He, he ate his spinach and yeah. then touched the hip. Right, and then mm. it popped out. <laughs> Jesus, okay. he's a he's a hip off the old block. Oh. I tried. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, so question, <laughs> a bunch of questions. So one. I just don't get it. I don't know either, yeah. Chip, chip off the old I block. Know. I, I mean, I get hip. that, yeah. but I mean. Okay. <laughs> Why did you put those together? <laughs> I don't know. Which block? No. Um, all right, so question. It, it, it fell flat, I'm sorry. Yes. That's not going to stop me. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I was talking like fell flat. Is that one also? I didn't know that was another <laughs> Oh, no. Was, that means it was a bad joke. Is that oh, okay. I, I thought there was an extra pun in there, though, also. No. Okay. Is that what um, happened? Fell flat. The ladder. Like, yeah. Right. Like um, my grandma when she broke her hip. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought your grandma had large tracts of land. She fell flat. <laughs> Um, all right, so big question to me. Did it happen? Um, is it recorded accurately to your point of who's writing the story and who's the thing? Or um, did Jacob lie? Because he's known to be not that honest. He's, if he's the one telling the story to people who then yeah. relay it or- orally and then it gets written down later, it's because Jacob made it up or exaggerated. Um, but to me, so I feel like, not to preempt some stuff, but I was thinking about it because we had a good conversation last time. So one is that... Um, you know, this happens, so after Abraham, after Isaac, um, you know, a lot of our theology is based on this idea that God made a covenant with Abraham to start, right? And so it'd be interesting if we are like, oh, hey, we're going to read the story in Genesis about Abraham talking to God, 
and getting saying that there's going to be a covenant of circumcision and he's blessed and this is and from him becomes blessing for everybody and leads to Jesus like kind of a linchpin of our overall theology and we're like well that definitely happened because otherwise our stories don't matter but then this story a hundred years later about a son probably made up or didn't happen seems like oh that's like a little a bit of a concern because there's a lot of other things that happened right before this that we take for granted like Sodom and Gomorrah the wait, whole story wait, of about his son Isaac. oh oh so like okay gotcha, gotcha. the point is that we don't do we trust the we say Abraham's not? right but then something a couple hundred years do we say it is wrong or not? Okay, right right yeah so it calls into question the broader narrative if if we don't take this at face value but then there's the broader, we can't pick and choose what we want to be fake or real right just yeah. because it's troublesome or hard to reconcile with our other beliefs do we want to throw it out right but at the same time you know why, why are we deciding to do that and um but it also to the attempt at a hook up front the paradox it sort of presents is here um one there's this weird thing where jacob wins the wrestling match kind of against god which makes no sense in our understanding of god i don't think god got a broken hip i think jacob did that's true but yeah he, but he, he couldn't he, break free it was like a it was a sneaky little thing he did yeah he he was losing the fight, and then he was like, "Mary, I got him." And then even when he dislocated his hip, G, uh, Jacob still doesn't let go of him, even with that pain, until he says, I, "Unless you bless me, I'm not going to let you go." And then mm-hmm. he blesses him. Um, and the other kind of implication is there's a lot of things in the Bible, in other parts of the Bible, it says you can't see God face to face and live. Right. Right. And so, and Jacob says, "I'm going to name this place Peniel because I saw God face to face and I lived." Um, which one sort of recognizes that he believes also if you see God face to face you'll die, but yet he wasn't he was spared. And then like even uh, yeah like in John one eighteen Jesus says no one has ever seen God except for him. Um, but then here do we maybe Jacob saw God, and in Exodus thirty three twenty, right God says hey uh, Moses hide in the rock I'm gonna pass by and you can see my sort of glory on the side. But don't look at me directly because if you look, if you see my face, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but where does it say Jacob saw the person's face? Jacob says, I'm going to name this place Peniel because oh, I saw the face, saw of, the God, face of God and, and I lived. Yeah. Right. Which means like he knew the implications of seeing the face of God and dying. But yet, and so there, and, but then the other option is, right, maybe he wrestled an angel, maybe he wrestled a man, right? But if he wrestled a man, how did the man touch his hip and dislocate his hip? That's kind of crazy. So. It seems like maybe it's more of an angel, and sometimes an angel is representative of God. So there's other interpretations, but on its face, it causes a lot of problems, which is why it's an interesting story to me, because um, we have to think about what do we really think happened, and then we have to think about what um, it means then to kind of what we think about other stuff. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. So I'm interested then in what other people think about that. Well, there's a lot of questions there. So what do you mean by on its face? Like in an Occam's razor sort of, upfront reading of the text, right? So you can, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time, so, but I was remembering that as I was going through it, but, you know, there's an interpretation that says, uh, I think you mentioned this last time, Jeremy, which was, some people think he actually wrestles Esau. Yeah, that was one thing that I read. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's like a theory is that he wrestles Esau here. Esau confronts him one-on-one when he's alone, they wrestle, because later on when he sees Esau, he says, oh, it's like seeing the face of God. Right, and him. with every gift that he sent forward, he made sure that whatever servant, whoever was giving the message was, and tell him that, that your brother Jacob is is waiting behind. Something like that. There was a consistent message with every gift 
that went out that was basically Jacob's back there. Jacob's he's back there. He's back there. So then the theory then goes, and this is like I, I saw a rabbi had this uh, mm-hmm. this theory that then he wrestled with mm-hmm. Esau all night long tweaked his hip i don't know that you can't really explain the hip thing if he's right. wrestling with esau um and then sees him the next day and says it's like i'm seeing the face of god but i think there's there's Why also would he say that though? that's a weird thing to say because he named the place peniel yeah but he didn't name the place and then decide to, to like he's saying i named the place because this happened well, I mean, it'd been a while since he had seen Esau. Maybe he didn't recognize him during the wrestling match. And then when he saw him and knew, hey, this is Esau, he went, he was like, oh, oh wait, it this wasn't is the God guy after that all. I it, was it was him. God. Yeah. And it's like seeing the face of God. Right. So it's like a callback to where I, he thought, yeah. I mean, I mean you can possible. make an argument. Yeah, you can yeah, make yeah. an argument I mean, for it's that. possible. But another thing that I did read was just that um, the renaming uh, to Israel, that was a part of the whole story, you know, Jacob to Israel. And Israel meaning uh, wrestles, wrestles with, with God, God. Yeah. right? Or contends with God. So yeah. then that could be more of a metaphorical meaning of right. you know you you did me wrong back in the day. You stole my birthright. You've been away for a long time, and you're actually coming back here to make things right. So you're you have obviously wrestled with everything going on, and and you know. Right, You're, you've grown up and matured. Right. Well, it is interesting, right? That he's they even the the man or whatever, whoever he's wrestling, says, "I'm going to name you Israel because you wrestled with God and man." Yeah. And and so it's like, well, is he wrestling right now with God, or yeah. is he wrestling right now with man? And he wrestled with God metaphorically other times. Right. So yeah. So I mean, I I, I can see that the other. I mean, the other one that um, is sort of this idea. That and this goes back to like the Sodom and Gomorrah story with Abraham is Abraham sitting there and then he's like, you know, hanging out by some tree, looks up and there's three men, and then he says, "Oh, hey, it's God," like, and he talks to like he's talking to God, but really he's likely talking to angels, but they're representatives of God, right? So he, but he acts like the angels are God <clears throat> because they're yeah. his representatives. So I think he calls him my Lord, I think, in that story, right. Yeah, yeah, but I thought there was something even Which in could the mean wording. God or could mean the representative of God, either right? Because either way, an angel is superior to the human, probably in that sense, right? So, regardless of the interpretation of who he wrestled with, the fact that he decides to change his name indicates something to me that something major happened. So, whether it was a vision he had, which he had had, yeah dreams and visions before like the jacob's ladder right yeah yeah and also when they say a ladder so some people actually think the ladder like he saw jesus yes because the ladder is the between heaven and earth right Right. and that's jesus right so um that's one interpretation although it's ladder though so i don't understand like how would you how would you interpret ladder the pope is called the pontiff the bridge because it's the bridge between man and god yeah that's true yeah that's how the catholic church has it Yeah. yeah So, so in my mind, something pretty significant happened, regardless of whether it was a actual physical manifestation. Although he bears physical scars, which is interesting, right? And there's got to be some meaning to that. Uh, or did he have? Was it a vision? And it was like, uh, 
I don't know, like one of those movies where you like think you're in a dream, or you they think they're in a dream and they wake up, but they're still in a dream or whatever. <laughs> oh, Inception. Right, yeah, I mean, no. it was one of those things. Yeah. Inse- wait, is Inception? Yeah, Inception is the dream within a okay. dream. Yeah. Right. Well, and right there's, I mean, another thing is like it still could be God, and in order to like sort of explain away the idea, like how does God lose a wrestling match? Well, because he decides to, right? So maybe he comes down and and sort of meets with him and. Jacob's weird response to this like stranger he doesn't recognize appearing to him on the river is to attack him and maybe God's kind of like uh, this is weird that you're attacking me but I'm just going to go with it because I'm here for a relationship with you and not to show you that I could win this wrestling match because I could just smite you and um, were there other times when God came down and the, but then was was normal. weak and, and maybe well, is that like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I almost went there. I know. Exactly. Uh, at first, I thought you were just f***ing with me, and I was going to be like, no. oh, I guess not. Sorry, Brett. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Now I know yeah. where you're going. <laughs> yeah. So is, is it possible, then, that God, knowing that the Israelites would wrestle figuratively with him forever, mm-hmm. would actually name Jacob Israel with an actual wrestling match? Like on purpose, like create this story right. for the sole purpose of saying, I know your descendants are going to wrestle with me and I want a story on why I'm going to call them that. Right. Yeah. That make, That's interesting. Um, it'd be a very different I mean, world, right? If they're all the razor reading all, of the story. Not at all. Like, no. It's fine. <laughs> but I mean, uh, otherwise, right, we'd be calling the Jacobites or something like that. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or the Jacobins, which is like those French guys, right? That's more of a, that's more of a, Venus women's razor interpretation. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> like the, the the one. The, There's a women's razor called, called Venus, Venus for you shaving their legs. Yeah. yeah. Oh. As yeah. opposed to Occam's razor, which is like that oh, okay. idea that the most simplest explanation is probably right. Yeah. Which I act like I'm some philosopher for knowing yeah. that. I, only from the movie Contact. Okay. Am I aware yeah. of that right. idea? Yeah. Oh, really? Did yeah, Matthew McConaughey say it? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I couldn't get behind or, Matthew McConaughey as a PhD physicist. No, I think, I know. I think it was, it kind of like, reminds what, me what's of What's the like, answer here? All right, all right. That James right, Bond yeah. movie where Denise Richards is a nuclear Oh, physicist. yeah. She was a Chris, nuclear. Named Christmas something. Yeah. Um, where were we with that? Um, oh, the idea of naming. The idea for just naming. Like yeah. God, the idea of God actually coming down and having a wrestling match with Jacob to name him wrestles with God. So, so that the yeah. whole nation would then be Well, and this opens up the, the whole, Israelites. Right. Those who wrestle with God. Right. Which is also, though, it opens up this whole kind of conversation, like uh, almost paradox kind of for me, which is the idea like when God knows what's going to happen – does he still sometimes let a weird thing happen just because it's like, well, that was what was going to happen. You know, like maybe he's like, I'm going to come down and talk to Jacob to explain something important. Maybe that's like God's intent. And like God's omniscience says, well, you know, Jacob's a weirdo and he's going to freaking attack you when you show up on the riverside. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to let that happen because my interest is in engaging in people and seeing what they do with their free will. That's you, why you wouldn't have to be them. God. Everybody knew Jacob was a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so maybe he shows up thinking like, all right, I'm just going to let this happen. And I don't care that people will be totally befuddled by it later. I'm here for my interaction with Jacob. Right. You know? <clears throat> and I'm going to, I'm going to fuck with him all night. Right. And eventually yeah. just tweak his hip. And he's just like, I'm kind of impressed you're still wrestling with me instead of stopping to talk to me. But, yeah. Um, Persistence. Yeah. And then maybe he's impressed that, that 
Jacob decides like what he really wants is because clearly Jacob must know that there's something special about this guy because one afterwards he thinks it's God right away. Two, ask, ask for a blessing. He asks for a blessing. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't like choke him to death. Like he's not trying to kill <laughs> this guy, right? Right. Like, but that's also like a weird thing. Is like why didn't, if he thought it was God, why wouldn't he just like fall on its face and be like, oh my God. Uh, uh, maybe he didn't realize maybe he didn't know until until he was like man I have had this guy in a chokehold for for two hours and he hasn't passed out yet maybe it's God and and I don't think we should dismiss blessings as a big thing because up to this point blessings have been a pretty big thing right but I guess that's a good point especially for Jacob I would that's a good point because I think I interpreted the idea like oh he's asking for a blessing because he knows he's supernatural but he also did a lot of work to trick his dying father into getting a blessing so the blessing could just he could Um, still think he's a person so blessings are a big deal yeah they're a big deal but they also come from people not just from God well I would if you could get a blessing from a person or God you'd probably want one from God sure but I mean it doesn't mean that he automatically wrestled and asked for the for the blessing because he thought he was God. Mm. He could have thought he was some powerful guy and he wrestles with him, asks for a blessing. And when the guy says, I'm going to call you Jacob because you wrestled with God, then he goes, oh, this is God. Israel. So now I'm, Israel. oh yeah, sorry, I'm going to call you Israel. So then he realizes, oh wait, you must be God if you're saying that. So now I'm going to call this place Peniel. Maybe he didn't know he was God till the very end. He was yeah, just asking right. for a blessing from what he thought was like a holy person or great person <laughs> or a great wrestler. What is? Yeah. What do you think, Ed? Like a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Terry Balea. Bless me, Hulk. Terry Balea. I don't know. I got a lot of stuff running through my mind. Um, Start from the top. Okay, start from the bottom. There's... Just go middle out, like on Silicon Valley. (laughs) (laughs) This whole piece about naming, like in our society, if you want to change your name, it's a whole legal process. True. It's not that big of a... Like I mean, it's a big thing if you do it, but it doesn't happen nearly as frequently. Apparently, it was really huge because it took my wife twenty five years to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be something else we could workshop. Like when Terry Balea wanted to change his name to Hulk Hogan, it was right, quite a right. process. Or like when Costanza wanted to change his name to T Bone. <laughs> oh, well, that's right. And uh, where we started, right, with um, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah. when he wanted to star in movies after and still be called The Rock because that's how he was famous. WWE actually owned the name The Rock, and so uh, like the, he had yeah. to pay money to them to be called The Rock versus Dwayne Johnson. He had oh, to I thought he changed it to Dwayne Johnson because he didn't want to be known as The Rock anymore. So Dwayne Johnson was his original, I think his, his yeah. real name, but The Rock was what he was kind of famous as, but then they owned the name The Rock, so if he was called The Rock, he had to like give them a version of the That's interesting, because I thought he did it to escape The Rock, but what you're saying is he kind of had to. Alcatraz? Yeah. Yes, he was trying to leave Alcatraz. He was Nicholas Cage hired uh, <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean Connery, that's oh, it, yeah, because yeah. he's the only one to ever escape there, yeah. right? Which somehow involved uh, rolling through a furnace. Yes, perfect timing. We had the beats down. Yeah, but why would? Oh yeah. What kind of furnace runs on where only certain flames shoot down at certain times? Uh, the one at the Rock. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I don't don't ruin this for me, for Brett. <laughs> <laughs> also doing this for me, Brett. There we go. Yeah, another part of it was um, Alcatraz is abandoned. Why do they? Why do they have the furnace running? <laughs> There's no prison for when the there. for when the um, the tourists come <laughs> oh, okay. to make sure it's warm yeah. for the tourists. That's why it was all you know 
this one lights up, then that. Well, no, that had to be true back then. That's how he knew it because he. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Man, I never thought about that. Now you're ruining it. To be on. Why were they the furnace? I love that movie. When uh, Sean Connery died, I made my whole family watch The Rock as like part of our um, tribute to Sean Connery week yeah. when we were all stuck in quarantine. Yeah. It was like kind of early in 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 uh, COVID. So what happens next? The best part of that movie, for the for the record, is, I feel like Ed was in the middle of making a point. We just interrupted. I don't know, yeah. but but <laughs> yeah, we totally just really quick before we go back is um, the best part of that movie is that a bunch of Marines kill a bunch of Navy SEALs. I mean, I felt bad for the Navy SEALs and the Marines were yeah. the bad guys in this case, but it was just. And seals think they're so cool. So anyway, um, I think seals are cool. Yeah. Are they cool? Uh, so you're saying naming stuff is important. Yeah, naming is important. <laughs> naming. Yeah. What? Blessings. Blessings. Blessings and naming things. So, I'm not sure how this all connects, but what it sounds to me like somebody experienced something very significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they got a new name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of what they experienced. Right. Like marriage. Like Prince. Oh. Like baptism. And so. Confirmation. Yeah. Let's throw all of our Christian church stuff out. Like right now. Let's yeah. get it out. Yeah. Well, those <laughs> are all things witness where you protection. Get witness protection program. <laughs> so I I think that perhaps in Sex our society change. now, we experience events whether they're traumatic or not but some sort of challenge and could be described as a battle or a wrestling and whether it's with deity or not i mean who knows becoming a professional wrestler mm. y'all change your name there stage name your name was based on a racial racial stereotypes he had to change <laughs> are you talking about the washington football team yes i am <laughs> Or the Atlanta Braves, yeah. or so many Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. Atlanta didn't change their name. I think they're still the Braves, aren't they? Are they? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Where anyway. did, what's Cleveland now? Cleveland Genocide. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> Guardians. Oh yeah. Yeah, the roller hockey, roller oh, that's that's roller right, that's skating right, that's derby right. thing. Yeah. All right. So Ed, what else? What else? What happened then? What happened next? So it's not a what happened next. I think that perhaps in our society. Instead of changing our name because of events, mm-hmm. like we reinvent our identity. Mm-hmm. So our name might not change, but how we experience the world and how we show up in the world changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's something to this wrestling piece that at some level I would suspect we all experience and where we are something different than we were before that happened. And I, I want to be careful here because I realize that I may be in interjecting my own life experience in this. There's some universality. I agree. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm curious about. But but a renaming does typically does signal a pretty significant event. Absolutely. But I just so don't they're kind of we, synonymous, right? They're yeah, and synonymous. I'm not saying I don't know if we rename ourselves now, or right. if the experience the same way maybe yeah. redescribes how we now show up in the world or how we now experience the world. But right. they can be almost the same thing. Like your yeah. your identity does change and your name change. So we mentioned several incidents where that happens. So baptism is a significant event, and then some people get like a Christian name or a middle name after that. We probably don't do that as much anymore. The Catholics still do a confirmation name. You add a name when you get confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think I was joking and I said sex change, but a lot of times people follow that That's up. That's true. So they're, they're not only presenting themselves as a new way, they are changing their name. And I think that actually holds in this story. Like Jacob, from this point forward, so prior to this, Jacob would talk about God as 
the God of my father, Isaac, and there's, uh, yeah, that's right, Isaac, and I think there's, there's like this shift where he suddenly becomes like, so before he was scheming Jacob. The leg puller. Yeah, yeah and then he, he actually kind of like, uh, his uncle, or I, I think it's his uncle, he goes and lives with the with the sheep and stuff. Like Laban, it yeah, is Laban, it is, yes. Yeah. And I think you could interpret the story as like, I mean, he doesn't really deceive him with the whole sheep and how he gets uh, um, gains all that wealth, but he does he does kind of not share knowledge. Like he knows he's got knowledge on how sheep interbreed and which ones are going to be the hardiest and stuff like that but he doesn't share that with Laban so there is a little bit of deception but he's kind of that guy and he's also like a real scaredy cat he's scared to go back and see Esau but then suddenly this thing happens he goes over and faces Esau he kind of still acts cowardly at at certain points but it's like that moment on where he becomes like a totally different person so there are events in our lives that redefine our future and who we are and how we're going to show up yeah, yeah, like, for sure. And and so I think the question here is, or not the question, but part of this is, is that a result of somewhat of a wrestling with the divine, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me. So or with man, <clears throat> when I was in uh, in the Marines in the boot camp, they had this idea of like you go through all your training at the very end. They had this thing called the crucible, where you would like go in and it would like melt you down and change you, and you would come out as like a new thing, and then you were officially named. Instead of a recruit, you were a Marine. Yeah. Right. So that was like, yeah. but that idea, like you this transitional period of like, you go through this hard thing and at the end you finally get recognized as that next thing. And so like, I think both of what you're saying makes sense of that. It's like a transition from an old way to a new way. And part of that is taking on that new, new name, new identity, new label, whatever it is to like. Yeah. And so you could be applied to Christianity, right? You have your old self, supposedly, right? That and Paul talks about this, right? And you throw off your old ways and you take on the the character of Christ and try to be more like him in your in your new self. Emphasis yeah, emphasis on try. And name changing's pretty <laughs> that's another kind of biblical theme, right? So Abram to Abraham, Sarah yep. to Sarah. Simon to Peter. Yep. Yeah. So there's like there are and that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So from this point forward, you are now this person, which is what, which is just another example of what you were saying. Like, yeah. it's they a, tend it's a to... physical, but it's both a physical manifestation, and then the naming is like a a sim- symbol of that it, manifestation. I think I, I don't know if you were actually saying this, but it, I'm putting the piece together now that it tends to circle at least on in biblical times or in the Bible. It circles around an encounter with God. Mm. Abram to Abraham. That was God or what? some angel maybe yeah. changing the name. You got – and then yeah. Saul encounters Jesus and now he's Paul. Yep. You know. Jesus changes Simon to Peter. So that also is a God. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have this this joke at my house. All jetpacks are backpacks, but not all backpacks are jetpacks. You don't do the whole thumb and finger thing? No. What's a thumb and finger? <laughs> That's a good like example of all lo- thumbs logical are fingers, fallacy. but not like all fingers fallacy, are thumbs. Right? Yeah. So we, we do this all the time. Right. Like it, it's so much fun. And so what I'm curious about, and I don't know the answer to this, obviously, but like the struggles in life that we experience or those life changing events or circumstances or seasons 
right? Are we attributing that to a struggle with the divine, which then changes us going forward? Or is it something much less? Right. In the sense that they're all struggles, as in they're all backpacks, but they're not all jetpacks. Gotcha. <laughs> just for the slow people in the audience. But could it be both? I don't get it. In case so I, then, in case maybe, I listen I don't to know. this later. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, so. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking through this and I'm like, are we attributing meaning <clears throat> to our experiences or is the experience actually the mean? Like it's, you know. What's been your experience? Do you attribute events in your life to God or man or both? Or is it so messy you can't really define it? So that's a really good question, I think. Oh, damn straight it is. <laughs> <laughs> and there are days where I would say it's just so messy, I'm not sure. Like so it just, yeah. This, I mean, this is a th- theology thing I wrestle with a lot. And so I think there's a reason certain stories are in the Bible and certain things are miracles and a big deal. Because I feel like we have a tendency to um, read things that are important, huge things, and then want to make our trivial lives like also those things. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. And so I think we want to see, um, this is my personal opinion, is that I think we want to see or or people in modern times insert God into things more often than God inserts himself into things. There's a reason these things are in the Bible because they are unique and special and not happening to everybody every single day. Um that and, does that's not going to be a great devotional booklet. Yeah, no. So but here's no, the thing. No. So but, but, hold on. but the reality is I that's think that's the worst devotional booklet ever. But that's kind of how I feel. None of these stories have to do so, with you. But hold on. A, a 14-day study by Josh Perrius. Um, it's called uh, the overall book is called Shut the fuck up in color and it's about you living your boring ass life. Um, hoping but, God will save you when you're dead. But they are unique and a special. A 14-day devotional. in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> we still draw a connection, even if it's not there. That's true. Like, that's just what we do. Yeah. Right? Well, and then part of me likes the the Pulp Fiction interpretation of, for anybody so didn't see it, there's a part where they get shot at. Get right? ready to one bleep of, one something of, out. Right? going to get bleeped <laughs> so, out. One of our, like, two listeners two has listeners, not seen it. Sure. Two, 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 okay, so yeah. there's a scene, right, where they get shot at, and they don't die, but they're bad people. And one of them's like, whatever, is random. We got lucky and we didn't get hit. And the other one's like, no, this is a fucking miracle. I had to say that because it's full fiction. But um, that God came down and saved us from dying, and there must be a reason. And now I want to change my whole life to be a different, better person because of this. And the other one's like, you're an idiot. It was just random. So on some level, I want you know there to be... Um, it's uh, a mir- good commentary mir- on interpretation. Yes, I want there to be miracles yeah. in our everyday lives. And that's like, he makes the point of like, I don't care if God came down and changed Coke to Pepsi. The point is, God intervened and something happened, even if it seems trivial or doesn't matter in the bigger thing. And so we should recognize the divine when it happens and then use that as a as a sort of, and respond to that in a way that recognizes the divine intervened. And so there's like this interesting theological discussion there which I would recommend everybody who thinks like, oh, I'm not watching Pulp Fiction and it's like a dirty movie. No, it's great theology. It's very interesting <laughs> like conversation. Pulp Fiction evangelist. I am. It's so good. <laughs> and it's like, it makes, I mean, I'm all about, this is like that second podcast we talked about, right? We should talk about movies that have biblical and theological themes that maybe you don't think they do. 
Like not a bunch of Oh yeah, we fire, were all supposed to watch Pulp proof. Fiction. I haven't watched it. Yet. No, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I've like saw it not, a long time. Not ago. a discussion on Kirk Cameron's performance in Fireproof, but like real movies <laughs> yeah. and how they might have been inspired or have like Christian themes in them when you expect. I was inspired by Fireproof. I'm were you? Saying. Did you really watch Fireproof? I oh, totally did. You guys haven't seen Fireproof? Mm. I have not. I have not. Oh, no. We should have like we need to have a little men's retreat. Watch I'm Fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> I I have maybe a controversial opinion that I think God is offended by horrible art that's attributed to Him, and I think that's probably what Fireproof is. I think along that, with a lot of really I, bad Christian um, rock music. <laughs> I might I. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of I mean that's brought me because I I kind of think that, but also is, it might be good. Is God offended by the little child that tries to draw a picture and it's not very good? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, probably not. He's probably appreciates it all because he's a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's God. Yes. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So here's my takeaway. Oh, there we go. Um, here we go. What did you learn from this? So what I learned from this is. A little bit for me, but I would say it's also a cautionary tale for others, is that we should have humility in how we um, think about our understanding of God and the Bible, especially Mm -hmm. for, like, originalists and, like, real kind of extreme people who are like, the Bible is 100% infallible word of God and everything makes sense. It's a tight little bow and I know everything. Um, I feel like you haven't read it all if you think that. Um, Because there's a lot of, like crazy hard stories that are and i feel like that's a lot of what our message is here but um you know like understanding that we we don't really know god that well and we don't know his nature and we don't know how he has chosen to interact with us and we don't know how all these stories necessarily add up but we should just we i i want to do my best to try to because i i believe there's something and i know that and I believe that it's God, and I believe the overall message of love and forgiveness and, and all that is there. So, But but if you're going to grab some random verse out of the Old Testament and be an asshole to people because of it, you should rethink that because there's a lot of challenges around that. And that's my that's my takeaway from it. Nice. So I'm, I'm just really stuck on there. The, whether it is an actual happening or a vision or whatever it was, something pretty significant happened here. Um, so he changed his, he's kind of a different person from this point forward and he, uh, he, he changed his name, which is a, which is a odd thing to do if nothing big happened. So, I mean, that's kind of where I am. Um, something pretty significant happened here for sure. Hmm. Succinct. Then I want to apply it directly to my life, even if it doesn't fit. Okay. <laughs> so about God, I think it's um Yeah, I don't know if I have anything big here. Uh something big happened, yeah. Um God, God does big things. He's kind of a weakling. He couldn't beat Jacob in a wrestling match. Yeah. I mean, there is something to like uh there's um someone said it earlier, like God doesn't come down and speak to somebody unless it's a big deal. So and you made a good point. I thought that um, God presents himself sometimes as a weaker entity than he really is as a way to maybe interact with people more on our level. Yeah, which which actually... Well, we do that. How do you mean? Like in our interactions with folks. Are you saying yeah. you talk down to us? No, I'm saying... You you're saying that you're you, meet us, I, you meet no. us at our level? <laughs> you're on, you're yeah, on a higher like, level and you have to like, come down to here to hang out with us. <laughs> It takes a lot of work for me to get down here. 
No, but I mean, like, there's there's circumstances and situations where we we put ourselves in a different position than where we normally are in order to meet someone where they are. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. And that would be following. Yeah. I mean, so that's. I mean, that's a great example. So it's kind of following after God, which what we're which which is what we're trying to do. We're created in God's image. It's like when you talk to a kid, right? You get down on your knee, you kind of look them in the eye. Try to put them at ease. Yeah, there's something like to standing that. over top of them and being like, like yeah. I'm an adult. Right. Being at eye level with, right, with right. anybody you're communicating I with. I put them on right. a stool that even when they're standing on the stool, they're shorter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I put them on, on a stool and then I get a bigger stool. And I stand <laughs> on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're on to something here. Like the whole idea of if I don't, if I want a relationship with my child, and I don't want them to, I don't want their only thing to be to be fear of me. Right. I want it to be a loving relationship. So if you wanted to just be fear, you would tower over them. Right. But you want it to be a loving relationship with it. That's actually a really. I feel like you should actually write a devotional. That was really <laughs> right now because yeah. So that's what God's kind of doing. I mean, it. So I. I think. I mean, the thing I just learned. Is uh, God? But it wants, wasn't a stool; it was a ladder. But God wants relationship <laughs> with us, and so yeah, He'll do things that don't seem what we would consider godlike because He wants that relationship. I mean, that's pretty right. He comes so down. He, he, he comes down and meets us at eye level. Right. Yeah. He humbles to, himself to get down to the point where he could be engaged in a wrestling match with one of us. Right. In order to have relationship with us. Right. Otherwise, we would just live in fear. Right. For me, I think it. Ed's point kind of sparked something for me, and it was that. Um, <laughs> it was that. Was that me? <laughs> I thought maybe I did that. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Who did? Dang. I'm not normally capable of burping, so I wasn't expecting that. To come I, out. Was that a burp? And I don't know. It was some yeah. weird. It was a gargle. Death rattle. Maybe. Death rattle. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I had one building, and then I thought, oh, I accidentally let, let it out. <laughs> you don't have control over it. I tried to things. push the mic away and cover my mouth. It didn't work. It just no, got out there. 100%. It was loud. Yeah. Yeah. So to go, to go kind of where Ed was going, I feel like any hard time that I've had in my life, there's been a, a subsequent or coincident uh, meeting with God. And it, it kind of goes along with any time we have struggles in life, any time we have like the major strug struggle, we tend to go to God a little bit more than, you know, in the good times when right. we don't really give two shits about God. But I, 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 I did want to add the fact that that I appreciate what we do here in wrestling with God. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that there's something to actually wrestling with the word, wrestling, trying to figure out who he is and understand things about him. We may never, we, we will never fully understand God, but I think there is something to actually wrestling with it and having these conversations that gets us to more of a relationship with him. And it is, changing too it, it it like josh your name is now fred because <laughs> you've you've you're on by brett still brett man sorry <laughs> stay golden golden boy <laughs> after i heard that your name got changed to fred i was a little worried 
Fred is not an improvement over Josh. No, no, no. Oh. first thing that came to mind. Um, but it, but I really do appreciate. And you couldn't think of another fake name. <laughs> I didn't even bother. You got to me, and you're like, I'm spent. I'm just done. Yeah, Fred, Fred's all I got. Fred's where it's at now. No, I'm gonna be like, you're Ethel, and you're Ricky. No, no, no. No, here's what happened. Hey, so what Ed said? All right, now you're Fred, and you're. Oh, because it rhymes. Yeah, that's right. Because it rhymes with Ed, and then Frosh. Frosh. You're Fred. Freremy. Freremy. Yeah. So you're Fred. Um. But in all seriousness, I do enjoy what we do here because yeah. it it has shaped my view of God mm. from maybe a, a view of of what would be considered like a child's view to maybe a preteen. I don't know. Right. Mm. Well, that's a that's actually makes me think of an idea I'd love from uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, where he was like, um, as a Christian, you have more in common with like the indigenous person in the wild who's like killing an animal and spreading his blood and looking at the stars and and trying to figure something out than you do with like a rational secular humanist who like lives next door to you because the idea is like both you and the you know this like you know even pre-civilization type person you know like you both have a recognition that there's something bigger than you and you're trying to engage in relationship with it and to me like I, I agree like that idea that we're struggling to understand as opposed to either putting God in a really little box saying, we got it. You're God's this thing that, that holds tightly to my worldview and I'm, and I know everything. Right. Or no, he I doesn't le- exist at all. It's the idea right. is it's hard and you got to figure yeah. it out. I yeah. learned about God in Sunday school. So I know everything there is to know. Right. You know? Yeah. I know that God is love. I know that God wrote the Bible. I don't know. Right. Right. But yeah. yeah. Some simplest. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's like, I feel like that's been my faith journey a little bit is I literally like in high school, which is like maybe an, a flip for a lot of people, but I was like, I have an airtight worldview. I know the answer to every single question that could ever come up because I understand everything about my faith and the worldview and everything like that. And so nothing is hard. And then I was like, I was a naive idiot. And then as I <laughs> actually interacted with more people in the world and saw a broader view, I was like, oh, actually, there's tons of gray and it's hard. And I don't actually know the answer to everything. And right. I became more humble and more open to new ideas And and as I got older, as opposed to where I think there's the sort of the, you know, the stereotype, I guess, is that like kids are open to new ideas and you get, as you get older, you get more locked down in your views or whatever. A little stubborn. Yeah, and stubborn and stuff like that. Yeah. I think you know everything. But to me, it's been the opposite. The more I learn, the more I've recognized that I need humility and I don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, then that was it. Unless and you got more. And scene. Scene. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, Jameson Stubbs, and Brent Henderson. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, Be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. In Season 3, she's tackling the 12 shame triggers identified by Brene Brown by having conversations around each one. This has been a Spitfire production. Spitfire.
wasting I've ever heard. 